guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe Do You a Paranormal Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. Uh, yeah, I feel like I guess the only real spooky update for you guys was um, if you listened to the previous episode, one, if you saw on social media the picture that I posted with this episode, that's my creepy little nun doll that we talked about. Um, and yes, yeah, so if you remember, I was talking about how I did like an aura reading and like my heart chakra, there was like a white ring and we're like, maybe Craig could tell us. Well, he listened and he told us. Um, and he said that white in the aura is accepting and evolving through higher spiritual concepts, which is like, I had kind of always heard that too. And there's like specks or dots of like white. It's like, you're raising your vibration, but not really sure what I'm doing differently now <laughs> other than like I mean definitely being more passionate about something that I love and I care about which is like my small business and like really putting my heart and soul but I don't know anyway <laughs> um so you said that and then he like dropped the bomb with like and yes you were taken twice <laughs> that's what they're telling me harvesting of eggs I was like oh I need those eggs for my future babies they could stop doing that um regarding the dream that I had where I felt like someone was in the room and the lightning strike and the dream within a dream kind of situation but I thought that was I was like thanks for sharing and also no <laughs> didn't that's hear terrifying that. yeah so like the yeah like had me in the first half it was, it was good like nice you know, thing, and then it's like, and you're being abducted. It's like, oh, <laughs> just brought that, brought that little down a little, but it's fine. <laughs> it was funny. Martin had um, messaged me about. Well, he sent me a video about those fireball things. Remember that we talked oh, about yeah. with him. So I need mm -hmm. to watch that because he, he said it was like an hour long, but I've been running around all day, so I haven't had a chance to watch it. But I, I will watch it. And then he was like, oh, I have three objects in my house um, that might be interesting to you. He said one of them is a, an Oni mask, uh, the Japanese mask, yeah, I think. Those, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the person that shows him things about the occult and stuff like that uh, said that the mask has uh, a demon inside. Ooh. And that it's sealed and, and dormant there inside the mask. Uh, he also said that uh, there I usually know it as um uh so a teapot that his um would be I guess mother in law mm -hmm. who passed away already uh used to use. Uh that's what she used to use to seal in bad energies that she would uh that from the people that she would uh like heal, I guess, because I guess she was a curandera. Mm -hmm. Uh he says in donde se lleva las malas energías de las personas que ella so like the people that she used to heal she used to like uh seal the bad energies inside of that teapot oh, okay. so he has that object object That's as well cool. yeah and he says that he has a like a sombrero like a, a hat cowboy type hat i guess oh, yeah. uh made of leather that was uh made by a serial killer and a black mm. black uh black magician black uh, mago negro yeah so the guy was an assassin and and um and he did black magic, so he has a, a a hat made of leather from this man, or made by this man. Like in his house? Yeah. Oh. So, and I told him, I was like, uh, yeah, there, there might be a reason why you have 
uh, <laughs> stuff happened in your house. But yeah, so he, he mentions that. So then I told him, I was like, well, that's probably why all this stuff happens. And then he says, mm-hmm. no, I have a lot of enemies. And so they're just sending shit his way. That he's always he's always being attacked by black magic because he has a lot of enemies and stuff like that. And I was like, you got to mm-hmm. like make a barrier around right your house. The bubble. Little yeah, aura and, bubble. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I already did. And he goes, uh, you know, a while back. I guess, you know, I guess he's just constantly being attacked and stuff. So mm. thought it was pretty interesting. I told him, well, uh, I'm going to, if it's okay with you, I'll mention, on the, I'll mention it on the podcast. And whenever you do come back on, you can, you know, go into depth on it. Yeah, that'd be nice. If you guys remember, uh, I feel like it's a month ago now or something like that, we kept having like moments of like talking about remote viewing and it kept coming up and I said, oh, like we should do. A remote viewing deep dive and I wanted to like read some books and stuff so I obviously stuff's been going on so I haven't been able to read any books or do like personal research that I wanted to add to uh or not personal re- yeah I mean like I wanted to try out a few activities or a few things or whatever to see to test my remote viewing skills and whatnot and um dive a little bit deeper into that before we how many fingers am I holding dive. up Two. Uh, you're close. No, but no. <laughs> it was three. It three? Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna fail. Apparently, actually, we're gonna talk about a little exercise that you guys can can do to practice remote viewing, and but that's later on in the episode. Anyway, um, so so this isn't completely really remote viewing. This is about how remote viewing started and came to be. So this is like. I can't even intro call it a prequel. Yeah, viewing. intro to. There you go. Yeah, it's intro intro to remote viewing. Um, so this is a deep dive into Project Stargate, and it's kind of crazy. That was a good show. Yeah, I never watched the show. There is a movie about actually Project Stargate, um, but I feel like was Stargate like a sci-fi thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never. Yeah, they it, used obviously. it to, I think, jump between worlds and stuff like that. Oh, I see. That's pretty cool. Well, and no. Stargate. It was a gate into the stars. So, yeah. so clever. Yes, but that's not that's not at all what this is about, really. It's crazy how. Okay, I was gonna say it's crazy how it comes to be, but you guys will you'll figure it out or you'll hear. Um, so this is actually during, um, the Cold War period era era i guess you could say whatever um the u.s government was trying to figure out a like some sort of new weapon to use against the soviet union and they came to the conclusion that the best weapon would be mind reading uh the roots of the roots of project stargate go back to 1972 when a class of classified report made waves within uh, the U.S. military and intelligence intelligence communities that claimed that the Soviet Union was pouring money into research evolve, involving ESP and psychokinesis, which if you don't know, psychokinesis is the ability to move stuff with your mind. Um, and so they're using it for, for espionage purposes, basically. And there's a classified video going around that was supposedly of a woman who stopped a frog's heart with her mind, like just by staring at it. And I don't know, 
made its heart stop and killed it. But Ooh. no one actually, no one actually really knows if it was real or if it was like some sort of uh, disinformation campaign. If the Soviets were studying it, then the U.S. had to study it too, like because it was obviously there's always a big competition there, right? And it still is, it still is, yeah. So the CIA began funding its own top secret research uh, that was headquartered in Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California. Uh, Stargate was one of a number of remote viewing programs conducted over a variety of code names, like so. Project Stargate wasn't even really the first thing it was called. <laughs> it was called a whole bunch of other things and then became um, Project Stargate. But some of some of the other code names were Sunstreak, Grill Flame, yes, Grill Flame, uh, Center Lane by the DIA, and Inscom, and Scan Scannate by the CIA. So. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Stargate sounds so much cooler. I know, right? Like just I mean, even Sunstreak is pretty dope. Sunstreak's pretty cool. And then you just like it just gets worse and worse. Like Girl Flame. Girl Flame. Center Lane <laughs> in Scom. Anyway. Um, but again, this is like years and years of like different name changes and stuff. But at the, like again at the at the very end, it was all Project Stargate. Um, so there's they were mostly interested in studying ESP, which is extrasensory perception, but I'm not going to say that 20 times throughout this entire uh, podcast, so ESP. And so ESP is the ability to perceive things outside the regular five sentence, sentence senses. Um, so like sight, touch, smell, uh, hearing. What did I miss? Seeing? Yeah. Okay. Got them all. Sight. <laughs> Taste, sight, touch, taste, taste hearing, sight, touch. and smell. Yeah. Um, what was I? So that included telepathy, being able to see into the future, and remote viewing. This work was conducted by Russell Targ and Harold Putoff, and uh, who were once once with the NSA and at the same time or at the time they're actually also Scientologists and a few of the like the main or the first few psychics I guess um that were and we're actually going to talk about them I think like three of the five or so were also Scientologists so Putoff actually said that the reason some of these guys were so good at being psychics was because they were Scientologists and we're like okay that makes sense um but yeah, I actually so... had I actually had a little bit of ESP today. Oh really? About what? Yeah, about my coffee. That it was gonna suck. No, that I made it. Of course, it wasn't gonna oh, suck. My no, uh, I was I was making coffee this morning because I was gonna go to Starbucks, and for some reason, it ended up being closed. The one that I usually go to, and I didn't feel like mm -hmm. driving to another one, so I just went home and I told um, I told my wife I was like. Hey, uh, do you want me to make one? And she was like, uh, sure. So then I made two iced coffees, iced lattes, I guess they are, with the little thing that I got for Christmas, the little mocha pot. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I made hers and everything. But I was as I was making mine, I, like I just kept thinking, I'm going to drop this. This is going to fall. This is <laughs> oh, going to fall. No. This is going to fall. So then I, I sat down. I ate my breakfast. I was sipping my coffee. And then I was finishing up some work that I didn't get to finish up last night. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Valeria and I were talking and the cats were sitting next to me 
And then I said something to Valeria. He's like, told her, I, I said something and then we started laughing about it, but we were like laughing really hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't really know what I did. I don't know if I bumped the, the, the little tray that, cause we were watching TV too. So oh. I, I think I bumped a tray or something like that. And it freaked out one of my cats. She like flew up three feet in the air towards the TV. Then my other cat jumped onto my lap and then jumped oh off on my, my lap. God. Also like about three feet into the air uh. landed on the, the couch. But when she jumped onto my lap and then jumped back off onto the top of like onto the back of the couch, uh-huh. she like bumped a table and then like just everything that I had there spilled. My coffee spilled onto oh the floor and everything. I was just like, God damn it, dude. I knew this was going <laughs> to fucking happen. Yeah, well, yeah. let's let's stop saying that you're just putting that negative energy. Maybe you are just having some premonitions. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, it sucks. Sorry for your coffee, but <laughs> yeah, I had to go buy one. It like we were buying groceries, and I bought a canned one, and it wasn't as good. So I'm gonna continue talking because I really wanted to talk about Yuri Geller because he's exciting to me or whatever but um and then i'll let eric take over but i just really want to talk about this guy in particular um so uh yuri geller was actually the very first subject that they started testing and he was an ex-israeli paratrooper who had become internationally famous for his psychic powers um he was mostly known for being able to bend spoons and kind of like the girl who stopped the frog's heart with her mind, he would stop clocks with his mind. Did and... you say the kid from the Matrix? Oh no! What did he do? Ben spoons. Oh, he was the one no. that told Neo, "There is no spoon." Oh. <laughs> well, and for, like the sad thing about Yuri Geller, even though he does have all these other amazing abilities, the spoon bending was just like a magic trick, essentially. Which is sad. But everything else he did, which I'm going to talk about, was real, I guess. Um, and yeah, so the the CIA became much more interested in, in another of his professed skills that he said he had. Um, he apparently said that he was able to read people's minds and even control their minds with his own. But yeah, this this part that happens next is when they're like okay we definitely need this guy um so yuri was doing a show on in tel aviv where all of a sudden his heart started to race and he like was having a panic attack and he just felt really sick so he decided that like he needed to sit down and um he had told like everyone's like wondering what's going on and he told the audience that he had like a premonition or some sort of um you know flash um that the president of Egypt was going to die, but there's no able, there's no way to to confirm that that had happened. So it wasn't until later that evening when news broke that he did indeed die. Uh, I think of a heart attack or something, if I'm not mistaken. But Sounds about right. Yeah, he was then approached by an American scientist, Yuri Geller, not the president, obviously. Um, he was approached by an American scientist who told him that his skills would be very beneficial to the CIA. And they wanted to probe Geller's abilities in the area of mind projection and um, possibly use it for national security purposes. I feel like if something like that would happen like today, you'd be mm-hmm. suspect number one, like regardless yeah. of the fact that you were, uh, you know, however far away Israel yeah. is from um, Egypt. I'm not a geography major. So, but I feel like if this happened today, you, you'd, you'd be like 
suspect number one like they would be coming sure. after you you know yeah they're like maybe you didn't do it but you know you know who did do it yeah for sure the first test they, they do a shit ton of tests on on geller and he honestly passes with flying colors but um so one of the first tests that they do to it's like super easy and like i this is the thing that i was saying that like we could try it or i want to try it and it's kind of like a remote viewing tool is they would take a, a box and put just a single die like your dice right but die um and then shake the box up and obviously the die would land on the side and he had to see quote unquote see what the number landed on and then they would open it up and you know he was right he was actually right eight times in a row and the probability of being right eight times in a row is one in a million which is crazy so then Geller played uh, a key role in setting into setting into motion the U.S. government's investigation into ESP and psychokinesis and um, in the winter of 1975, Geller took part in a series of classified uh, psychokinesis tests in a lab in Livermore, California, where scientists were developing advanced nuclear warheads, laser systems, and other emerging weapons technologies. Um, there is there is another test. I mean, again, like I, I said, there's many, 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 many tests that were done. but. Uh, there was another one that he did that I think he guessed all 10 correctly or something along those lines. And that was like a one in a trillion chance to be able to guess that. And I mean, he again, he passed the flying colors and those were just like a couple of the things that he did. But um, and, and you'll so you'll notice a, a kind of a trend with, once we like go through here. Um when they start pushing these psychics to like a limit of maybe they're like tired or something. Anyway, there's always, there's always some sort of limit. And once they hit that limit, bad shit starts to happen. Like with Jean Grey. I mean, maybe, maybe it could be that kind of situation because um, we'll get into the other guys, but it with uh, Yuri Geller in particular, there's a super weird in uh, incident with him where a group of nuclear scientists were were studying supposed to be studying him and they just started seeing these like terrifying things at night like one one of the guys said that he saw just like a floating arm but and not like in a dream or it was like he was hallucinating it or like he like he saw he thought he was like actually seeing just like this disembodied arm like coming at him and um but yeah and, and no one knows what was going on then but you know, these scientists were so freaked out that they just quit because they're like, fuck this, because those horrifying images that they kept seeing. Um, but yeah, that's just Yuri Geller. Eric, if you want to talk about Pat Price. So um, Pat Price was a former Burbank, California police officer and former Scientologist Scientologist who participated mm -hmm. in a number of Cold War era remote viewing experiments, and it included a U.S. government sponsored project Scanate and the Stargate project. Uh, Price joined the program after a chance encounter with fellow Scientologists at the time, Harold Putoff and Ingo Swan at near SRI. 
Working with maps and photographs provided to him by the CIA, Price claimed to have been able to retrieve information from facilities behind Soviet lines. He is probably best known for his sketches of cranes, gantries, which appear to form to conform to CIA intelligence photographs. So Pat was, uh-huh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I, I saw some of his, uh, like his drawings versus Sketchings. what, yeah, versus what the, uh, what the government or the CIA had, had drawn. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not like a, well, if you turn your head this way, like they're pretty spot on, spot on. versus like the CIA is like, it's a, you know, very distinct lines drawing and his mm-hmm. is their sketches, but it's still, yeah, pretty Similar. much in line. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like if you overlap them, his sketches would line up with the drawings that they had. I mean, I don't know if they're that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can. I'll. I'll probably post some of them in the Instagram and Facebook when when I post. Uh, I said sketchings, and I and I meant sketches. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so Pat was passed around government agencies like a two-bit whore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Pat was passed around government agencies, secret op, uh, a secret operation in Africa helped the Navy locate submarines and it peaked inside a a naval i'm sorry a nuclear soviet testing facility but he's so he was so good that the cia recruited him as an intelligence asset what he does for them is unknown but within a matter of months he suddenly died under a very under very suspicious circumstances and then some random man showed up man in black at yeah. the hospital and told them not to perform an autopsy because they were going to find an alien inside of him. That's not. <laughs> that's uh, not in the report. That's not, that's not in there. <laughs> I just threw that in there. Uh, we don't know if it was the CIA. It was definitely not the CIA. It was the MIB. <laughs> or Yeah. Uh, so another country's government or another like intelligence, like the KGB or something yeah. like that. Uh, so they weren't sure if it was a CIA, KGB. Uh, oh, what's the the Israeli one. Anyway, you get the drift guys, uh, that took him out. Uh, but he was, Oh, hold on. I'm oh. telling you, I was like, t- Carlos was talking to me when I was typing this out and I didn't, I forgot to go back in. I, I, I got it. I understand okay. what you're saying. So yeah, he, he, or one of those governments that took him out, but he was one of, if not the most promising psychic that they did have. I don't know, man. That's crazy. I, if the, he was the most promising, even though they had uh, Yuri Geller. That's cr- yeah. yeah, I feel like, I mean, not to take away from Yuri Geller and like, you know, all the things that he did, but I feel like uh, Pat Price, like it was just like, bam, 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 like go, go, go. And like, he was so spot on also that like, they just started throwing him in all these situations. But like I said, then they get to so this wait. Like, breaking point. He was Professor X. Oh, my God. Okay. Because they put together, they started putting together the X-Men during, I think, around that time in that movie, Days of Future Past, whatever mm. it was. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it was one of the other ones, but yeah. So, he's Professor it's, X. It's funny that you're mentioning superheroes because Is he bald, too? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so, another pretty prominent psychic that they had was oh i thought you were uh, gonna tell me something oh. about superheroes yeah but it's coming out later on oh. i don't want to ruin oh. it oh, yeah okay. yeah ingo swan is was a uh, was best known for being the father of remote viewing like he coined the term remote viewing and again a lot of this stuff was like esp and like trying to you know telekinesis trying to move stuff with your mind and you know do things with your mind but his thing was 
specifically like remote viewing, um, which is the ability to see distant events or places through extrasensory perception. ESP. Um, he was a pioneer of out-of-body experiences and the act of perceiving the world from a location outside one's physical body. So astral projection, basically. Um, in 1973, he viewed Jupiter's rings and he actually discovered them remotely by viewing remotely years before NASA even confirmed their existence. So I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> So another notable psychic was uh, Army veteran Joseph Ma- uh, McMonagall, not to be confused with Professor McGonagall, who stood out among the remote oh, yeah. viewers who worked with the government's <laughs> top secret program. I'm literally like, oh, my God, I just put those two together. But it's like <laughs> McGonagall, McGonagall. Okay, got it. McMon- Ma- McMonagall, McMonagall and McGonagall. It's yeah. like Professor McGonagall in a different dimension. <laughs> Yeah. Just slightly off. Like Berenstein first. Okay, I'm done. As he later told the Washington Post, McMonagall was involved in about 450 missions between 1978 to 1984, including helping the Army locate hostages in Iran and pointing CIA agents to the shortwave radio concealed in the pocket calculator of a suspected KGB agent captured in South Africa. Another remote viewer, Angela Della Fiore Ford, was asked in 1989 to help track down a former U.S. Customs agent who had gone on the run. She recount, who, oh my God, she recounted recently on the CBS News program 48 Hours. She was able to pinpoint the man's location as Lowell, uh, Wyoming, even as U.S. Customs was apprehending him 100 miles west of a Wyoming town called Lovell. 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 Yeah, Level. that sounds about Level. right. Yep. But so now we get into what I was talking about regarding the superheroes. And it comes mm-hmm. up again, but um, they had basically created an Avengers-like group of psychics. Or the X-Men. And, or the X-Men, yeah. And that's why you said X-Men. I was like, uh, I mean, I guess it could be X-Men too. Um, but anyway, they so they in February of 1974... Patty Hearst, who was an heiress to the Hearst Hearst newspaper empire, had disappeared from her apartment and they had no trace and they couldn't find her. But the little information that they did get, um, they were able to compile um, this pile <laughs> of mugshots. And, um, and, and I don't remember exactly which... And, from what I read, they don't specifically say which psychic said what or discovered what. Um, but anyway, um, in this pile of mugshots, three photos were selected. Uh, one of the, the viewers or the psychics was like, it's it's these guys for sure. And that they knew that the kidnapper had had like a tooth removed or some sort of like dental surgery kind of thing that had just recently happened. And then on top of that, one of the other psychics said that they kept getting the name Lobo, um, which in Spanish is wolf. Come to find out, one of the kidnappers was indeed William Wolf, and um, he had, in fact, just gotten a tooth removed. So they were able to pinpoint him. And then with that information, we're able to find out that the other two photos that were selected that day were also indeed the other two kidnappers that had um, had kidnapped her. And the sad thing 
is they they were able to figure out that she was locked in a closet somewhere, but they could never locate her. Like they could never pinpoint where exactly she was. Um, so they were kind of just taken off the case, I guess. Because too bad they, they didn't have Cerebro. Yeah. So X-Men Professor X, yes. Okay. <laughs> For you X-Men fans out there. Um, I think I actually knew William Wolf in middle school. That sounds vaguely familiar. I I don't know if you would have known him. He was in, in my school? grade. Oh. oh. I, I don't know if he was in our high school. I know for sure he was in, in our middle school. He was in no, my grade. He was been. in my grade. But I can't yeah. remember for if his, if it was William or if it was something else. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was William. But it's obviously not the same person because this happened in the 70s. Yeah, yeah and I obviously true. didn't go to middle school in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, with with some of these things kind of like going and then not panning out, the CIA ended up shutting down its work with. ESP in the late 1970s. Now, let me just clarify just ESP. Remember, there's more to what they were looking into, like remote viewing and telekinesis and all this other stuff. So, the what they shut down was just like the uh, ESPN program and studies. But, um, did you say ESPN or just ESP? ESP in the late 1970s. (laughs) Sorry, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, sorry. ESPN in the late 1970s. Now you said ESPN. No, I didn't. <laughs> Damn it. You got it in my head. Oh, or maybe man. I did see say ESP and then saw the N and just said it. I'm going to have to go back and listen and probably leave all that in there so you guys can make fun of me for it. That was awesome. Let me say the sentence or one Or maybe more time. I just made you say ESPN maybe with my mind. Did. Maybe you did. The CIA shut down its work with ESP. In the late 1970s. And the program actually moved to the U.S. Army's Fort Meade in Maryland, where it was uh, funded again by the Defense Intelligence Agency, which is the DIA. And remember earlier I said that the DIA called it Center Lane. Lame. (laughs) Lame. In 1978, the military offered to fund the project if they could figure out a way to weaponize these psychic powers, because that's what it's all about, right? Um, Enter Operation Grill Flame. Woo! Also lame. Also super lame. They wanted to find soldiers who had natural psychic abilities so that they could train them to use them on the battlefield. They narrowed it down to a team of six. So either like Avengers 2.0 or Justice League, maybe. Or like you said, the X-Men. <laughs> so like I was saying, I was like, there's a whole bunch of groups of superhero-like people. Um, so they narrowed it down to a team of six. But only a few months after they started the training, this was supposed to be like a three-year training program where in this year one. be the Young Avengers. There you go. We'll do Young Avengers. Um, they... Yeah, it was all supposed to be broken up into three years. So, like, year one is they're kind of, like, integrating them into this. Year two is they start doing the testing. And then year three is, like, they lock down, like, how to, like, A, B, and C. This is how we create these, like, psychic soldiers. Um, But because um, 
shit never goes the way you plan it. Uh, just a few months after they had started their training, and I there is a the Iran hostage crisis happened. Um, so hopefully people were were taken hostage, obviously. Was and this it, the Olympian one where they got the Israeli. It was Olympians at a school. Like oh, never mind. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, so in response to that, the National Security Council called in the psychics. I have a question. That, yes, maybe I have an answer. So is this still going on right now, or is it classified? Uh, I'm well. We'll get to it. Because I'm wondering if, like, why a lot of these Facebook psychics, psychics haven't been picked up. Because they're not legit. So this is why I joked like about it being Justice League or like Avengers or whatever. Because Watchmen. Watchmen, sure. Suicide Squad. Okay, yeah. Any any X-Force. group of. Any group of people. Yeah. Anyway, so for the next several months, they're put to work trying to figure out where the hostage hostages are being held and where they're being moved to and like what the layout of wherever they're being held at is like so that they can go in, you know, and save them. Um, and in my opinion, a remarkable 45% of the information that they were given was found to be either partially true or partially correct or completely correct. And then the other 55% was just like completely wrong. And the re- I know it doesn't sound very good, but this is like you have absolutely no information. Like they're given no information. So they're like, okay, what room are they in? And they're able to just say, this is what it looks like. This is where they're at. So not having a whole bunch of information to go on, I feel like 45% is still pretty good, especially because they didn't have a whole bunch of training. Remember, they had only started training for a few months before um, this whole situation happened. So, I mean, I still think it's kind of cool. Minority Report. What is that? The movie with Tom Cruise where they use psychics to arrest people before they commit crimes because the psychics see the crimes and then so they go and trap the people before they actually commit the crime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember that. So, yeah, like I said, I I thought it was pretty cool considering they were working with absolutely no information. Um, But like I said, when the psychics start getting pushed a little too far, that's when shit hits the fan. So in April, things start to go a little cray-cray. One remote viewer starts seeing something that makes absolutely no sense. He just sees a whole bunch of chaos and shoulder shoulders shoulders. He sees chaos and soldiers uh repelling out of helicopters um somewhere in the desert. Like he it just seems very, very random. And then a few days later, or like later on that day, another remote viewer sees the same thing, but this time there is like destruction and death. And then finally, a third remote viewer has a full-blown breakdown after seeing an attack, like a bombing or like explosions and guns and stuff like that. And um, she actually starts to hallucinate like super vividly. And um, because these psychics are just breaking left and right, the mission is called off and they're all told, told to go home because <laughs> they're literally having psychotic breaks. Um And later that night, they actually ended up receiving information that there is a failed hostage rescue attempt that happened that afternoon. And it was just like this. There was a whole bunch of helicopters that were going to be coming in. And one of the helicopters crashed and exploded. And um, nine people ended up dying in in that 
you know, helicopter crash. And so it was actually very similar to what the three viewers had seen. And then this was like at a moment where they realized they were now able to see into the future because like Mm. this hadn't even happened yet. Um, So it's one thing to remote view, like you're not seeing what's in the future, you're seeing what's happening right now, but just at a distance, right? And Mm -hmm. um, so this was being able to see something like this was a premonition now at this point. Um, So it was it was crazy cool like accurate in that sense but again these these guys were just because they were also um essentially just shoved away in in a hotel room so they could just keep working on this and there's no breaks and they had to go 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 so it was just a lot so when you say that they received information uh they received it psychically or they like received it from the people that were like from it was was actually the president uh on the news was giving um i don't know what are they called a speech a- yeah about how they had done this attempted um you know uh rescue or whatever and that one of the helicopters had gone down and they lost like eight military um people and like one israeli civilian um so this was the president saying this to the whole country and so like that's, that's how they got the information but yeah so i thought that was pretty crazy So publicly, the Pentagon continued to deny that it was spending money on any kind of psychic research, even though even though there were reports that leaked out in the 1980s of details of the government's experiments. Finally, in 1995, the CIA released a report conducted by the Independent American Institute. Uh, <laughs> that's the <laughs> fucking institute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, in 1995, the CIA released a report conducted by the Independent American Institute for Research. I say that five times mm-hmm. fast. Which acknowledged the U.S. government's long rumored work with remote viewing for military and intelligence purposes. The report also declared that Stargate was a failure, arguing that it remains unclear whether the existence of a paranormal phenomenon remote viewing has been demonstrated. Though the analysts acknowledged that some trials had been successful and that something beyond odd statistical hiccups is taking place, they co- they concluded that any information remote viewing had provided had been too vague and ambiguous and did not pronounce actionable intelligence. Those uh, are sh- all like quotes. Uh-huh. We don't use yeah. big words like that, guys. That's why I <laughs> emphasized <laughs> those parts that were in quotes. I don't know if you guys caught that. <clears throat> So Congress was actually like, what the fuck after all, like all the Project Stargate scandals. And and there is honestly way more scandals than we even got to talk about here in today's episode. But um, they only, so Congress ordered uh, an investigation to be held. One of the researchers was Ray Hyman. And um, they actually only had a few months to look over 23 years worth of research and studies. And they decided, like, fuck that. And they only chose 10 studies to to research and look over. And they did come to some very interesting conclusions. They did say that there were real life effects that were happening here. Um, like, during during the experiments, like, obviously they were getting shit done and getting real results. And they had claimed that the studies were done perfectly. So there's no way to have made a mistake or, you know, there's no sign of fraud or anything like that. Like it was scientific method to the T kind of situation. And um, 
one of the other researchers, Dr. Utz, was was saying that that it could be some undiscovered mental ability and that she does believe that these psychic abilities are real, but that there just isn't enough studies to to be done and that if we actually did continue this research, that we could have answers as soon as like 10 years from now. I mean, 10 years from, I guess, when she said this, right? Um, but Dr. Hyman, on the other hand, I hated his answer because it made absolutely no sense. He feels like, and I will say he, he was involved in this whole Project Stargate like pretty early on. And he was always like, nah, it's just like some magic trick. Like this is all bullshit. So he's always been a skeptic a skeptic to, be, to begin with. So when he did this investigation, he was saying that he felt like something real is going on, but he still insisted that it's not psychic phenomena. <laughs> he says that he doesn't know but maybe it was like some unknown flaw in the experiment, but he still has no idea what that flaw could even be. So he's like, well, I just don't think that it's psychic abilities. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's not that. I can't tell you what, you know, that flaw is, but it's still that. This guy reminds me of that lady from The Conjuring 2. I don't remember. The lady that said that the whole thing was fake because the little girl, they got video of the little girl like bending spoons and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah forgot her name though yes that I do. yeah i remember what you're talking about now but no she's this guy sucks and of course um in the end his summary i guess or his theory ended up winning the, stu- the summary of the study voiced his opinion yeah so um which was that of yeah something's happening but it's not psychic abilities and um, they basically said that there is no reason to continue funding the study because they weren't able to find a cause or an explanation for the findings, which is dumb because all the more reason to continue studying something, right? Because you're trying to find the answers or explanations to, but... Exactly. Whatever. They're, they're dumb. Uh, so the sh- the shutdown of the program that year did not mark the end of the government okay so that's that answers my question uh the shutdown of the program that that year did not mark the end of the government's interest in psychic phenomena in 2014 jacobson writes the office of naval research launched a four-year program costing some 3.85 3.85 million see i mean they just fucking throw away money on this shit and mm. they don't want to give us universal health care uh, costing us is costing some 3.85 million to explore the US the use of premonition or intuition which is what is probably known as a sixth sense or even a spidey sense in honor of the web slinging superhero I don't know why like superheroes are just throughout this entire fucking uh, you know, episode sorry superheroes are the shit among That's sailors true. and marines so yeah they were trying to explore the use of premonition and intuition among sailors and Marines. Uh, and Dr. Edwin May, the former Stargate research head, has continued to argue on behalf of ESP as a legitimate tool for military and domestic intelligence long after the program was shut down. In 2015, May told Newsweek that his most recent ESP study funded by the nonprofit Bile Foundation is probably the most best experiment in the history of the field. So one one theory that they 
that is out there is that um, it, this is like a quantum physics situation and um, that it's all quantum entanglement. And uh, so quantum entanglement is where groups of particles are able to communicate to each other no matter how far away they are. And it's also the, the theory on how birds migrate because they got these quantum particle particles in their eyes that make them um, it makes it possible for them to see the Earth's magnetic fields and that kind of gives them like an internal compass and so they know how to fly south and do all those things and migrate. But um, it said that quantum entanglement that quantum entangled particles can even reverse the timing of cause and effect so an event that happens in the future can actually affect something in the past. And um, so, yeah, quantum entanglement. At least quantum physics is being studied, too, because it's a science. But, I mean, we've already talked about how science and spiritual spirituality need to kind of converge. And the psychic ability might just be some sort of quantum physics. Who knows? Um, because I will say some of, the, some of the psychics were able to get stuff like done i guess or some of these tests like the, the little tests that they would give them um it had to do with like magnetism or magnetic fields um and things like that so they there was a theory that it had to do with yeah like magnetic fields so yeah that's all i got so sorry guys like i said that it wasn't fully um remote viewing uh, i still like i said want to do that but it's gonna have to be at a later date <laughs> i mean it was good for me because it, it was an intro to you know an intro to remote viewing so we yeah, kind of true, like true. A, a little bit of a well, an introduction to what remote viewing is the next <laughs> time you do talk about it and you do do like a deeper dive into you know, the remote viewing itself. Yeah. At least people have this like basis of knowledge before you throw the rest of that at them. Yeah. Like where it came from. And honestly, some of these uh, other psychics, they're pretty interesting, but um, like everything that some of them are ufology, ufologists and everything, but I didn't want it to be a two hour long episode and we're rounding out at right about an hour. So I think Hopefully this is perfect amount of information and we can do deep dives on the other guys or you guys can do deep dives of your own. But yeah. And I will say that my, um, what do you call them? Sources were uh, history.com, Wikipedia, and then just other various podcasts that I've listened to over the years. I think, I mean, Astonish Astonishing Legend just did, like I said, if, like about a month ago um did a couple episodes on remote viewing i know supernatural has done like a project stargate thing um they've talked about it in bigfoot collectors club and all these other kinds of podcasts like i said that i listened to so it's just stuff that i remembered from then also if you guys would like to get into contact with us go ahead and check out our website that's we believe on the website there are tabs where you can find all our social medias 
So make sure you go like, follow, and share our, on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click the link to the most popular podcast listening sites, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating, which helps us move up the podcast ranks so more people can find us, like Victor did. And yeah. if you want to leave a review as well, we'll read that on the podcast. We'll read that here on the podcast. If you want to rock any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies that were designed by Michelle herself. There's a donate button as well if you want to help us out. And finally, if you all want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you want to send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?